Uh, Coop Cal, I am Jeff. Uh, this is Matt. Uh, welcome to our show. Yeah, I appreciate you guys yeah. being on. I know you've got yeah. a lot going on these days. I know with one just coming out uh, and a few other things that we can hopefully talk about. But first, tell me about the EP. How's it doing? What kind of responses have you guys gotten back from it? It's good. We uh, we uh, got a little nice some, some some support from Spotify and Apple Music along the way. Uh, so that felt good. Um, you know, this is like one of our really first truly independent releases in a while because we have been um, in heavily enmeshed in the music business. And that's actually what the EP was about. So it was interesting to end the story of this thing with um, doing it on our own. So it was nice to see still having all those pieces in place. And um, with the pandemic, keeping things like really exciting was it, it felt good to be able to do that. Have you guys gotten a lot of good responses? Because I know I'm, I know I like it. I mean, it's, it, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, um, well, it's actually, Steve, you're, you're the, you're the, you man the social media. So maybe you should, you should take <laughs> me for that one. Yeah. I think, I think, I think network was kind of a late breaking surprise for some folks. Like, it, I think it was, you know, took an even further left turn than a lot of people expected. And we got a lot of like really great messages about that tune and how they thought it was their favorite on the EP. Um, which I thought would have been, I don't know, I wouldn't have guessed that. So that was nice to see. Um, but yeah, and you know, we got to do some really cool new artwork this this year and we had a new logo. So it was a lot of fun to get people's feedback on the new, it was just fresh again, you know what I mean? And that was a lot of fun. I was gonna ask, now that you say new, um, and speaking of this, uh, what, was the, what was the change with the name about? Just kind of a fresh start or? Cal? Um. I, I'll, I'm gonna let you answer that one too. I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> um, it, 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 it. It was felt like the right thing to do and uh, the right the right time to do it. Um, we uh, we very um, feel pretty strongly about being on the forefront of making change and being forces for good and um, some form of hopeful peace, love, and enlightenment. <laughs> um, and this is something that we had um, had enough experience with to know that we should uh, lead on this particular thing, which is the sort of displacement and appropriation of Native American culture. Um, we just wanted to make it clear to everybody that we thought that that was unacceptable and that we had some exciting new music to share with people and um, a, a fun way to do that. So it's the same band and everything stayed the same. We just, it's really just a name change. Um, yeah. That was a, that was an interesting challenge to um, convey, but I think we did a good job and our fan fan groups kept its name. And it was a, it was a lot of fun to be honest uh, as a, as an artist to, to do it. Yeah. We actually had the name. Uh, this was actually going to be the name of our next record. <laughs> so um, okay. we just took that and made it the name of the band instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're looking at our document of like all the like best ideas we want to use in lyrics and whatever it is like writing stuff down the road and we're like well this is the best thing on here so uh, you know what kind of clown would pick the second best thing on here you know? well you're right though i think it fits really well uh and you know it goes along with the music too you guys are very i guess eclectic is the word i mean the, every song has a lot of different backgrounds to it what What's the primary influence for you guys musically? I think it varies from uh, man to man. Um, 
but I think we all I think we all sort of have a similar compass about just in terms of kind of uh, I don't know what's what makes music good like I I love you know for me my 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 number one is Tom Petty um, and so even when we're writing music that's that's you know miles from him in terms of the genre I, I think that the, the sort of value system from from him <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. And his the ideology. It's the yeah. ideology. Yeah. It still comes from, from Petty, the sort of uh, sort of efficiency. It's lean. It's direct. Um, there's always a kind of a duality to it. There's, there's, the, there's a swagger, but there's a sensitivity. Um, Petty's a traditionalist, but every record was very current, very of the moment. So I, I think that, you know, I think that we all sort of have internalized a certain value system. Um, that helps us pool our extremely disparate influences into one sort of coherent uh, package. Although I would like to point out <laughs> that the new EP one is actually quite consistent. Where, whereas our last, whereas our last record, Reborn Yesterday, is is kind of, uh, as you said, it's eclectic. It's it's got a lot going on. This is sort of a a more uh, unified, I think vision a more clear direction musically in terms of yeah. where, where we're going and, and where it came from i think there's you still get a sense of of wh where how we got th to this place from songs like jfk and yeah um but it this this time it's a little bit more focused and i i'm excited about that i like being able to tell a story with uh with with some focus cool that's really interesting what you said about the I, yeah, the, people talk about, oh, what's your influence is from genre's perspective, but it's like from a songwriting perspective. Like yeah. we're like, we like, we like writing songs the same way. Right. Yeah. Like the things we want to get out of the song are the same. Yeah. That's why you can have a collaboration between, you know, like a James Blake and like a rapper. Yeah. Because like they have the same motivation and goals for like in the content and messages, all these things that beyond like, do you play guitar? Yeah. <laughs> so, so when we've we've just been really committed to not letting those kinds of old frameworks um, play a role in our process and um, that that e that like ethos or whatever that Cal's described me is the unifying factor. Yeah. Well, I think it speaks it's, a lot. Or pathos. I will never learn which one's which. So. Ethos. <laughs> ethos. Great. Well, it definitely speaks yep. a lot to the musicality these days because I think so many genres are starting to kind of meld together. And uh, not that there wasn't this before, but more of an appreciation for all the parts that go together. Yeah, uh, musically, you know. I mean, you see so it, you see weird tours like Blink One Eighty Two and Little Wayne, and you know, but it works. <laughs> you don't. Well, you shouldn't see that tour, but you do. <laughs> I didn't say I literally saw it. Just <laughs> no one should see that tour, but you. See it. <laughs> well, but even you guys, you fit in. I mean, with tours like with Dorothy, Theory of a Dead Man, Incubus, The Struts, um, all those shows. There's a lot of different directions, and you guys just fit perfectly in each one, which is really cool to see. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, yeah. Obviously, we would have accepted the first three on the Blink-182 Lil Wayne tour for the record. <laughs> I can't front. Like, we wouldn't have taken that shit ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it, touring was, was uh, I mean, we knew it was a big part of our our 
our lives. Um, but it was really, it was really interesting to see that the like sort of like proportion of our fans that were pissed they couldn't see us live was like 95 yeah. <laughs> percent when the quarantine hit like we were like it was like that's our whole business you know that was like i didn't really realize that even as we played 400 shows you know what i mean because you're so just chasing this other thing the whole time you're doing tour yeah <laughs> you know like the tour is for all these other reasons yeah. you know it's like and then you just like at the 45 minutes you're on stage you're like you know, living the dream. And then you go back to being like, what about the numbers the next day yeah. or somebody on the phone? You know what I mean? Wow. It's like, so when that went away, then it was just the numbers. I was like, ugh. <laughs> 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 yeah. well, right. Different types of appreciation. I mean, yeah, you see the numbers and you look at, you know, since like you said, or uh, like Cal said, you know, you control the social media. So you look at the likes and then the dollars and all that kind of stuff, but it's gotta be a totally different feeling when you are on stage and that's a different show of appreciation for what you do. That's probably more, a little bit more yeah. rewarding. Yeah. Well, you're actually looking at the dollars. Also, <laughs> um, no, it, it, it was a, uh, it was definitely like the the high, I, yeah the highlight of my career was definitely the sort of like period that you're describing yeah. um, on the road. The two years we played, you know, um, hundred two hundred shows almost. I mean, it's very easy to to identify that stretch of time as my, my favorite time stretch of time, you know, as an artist. Yeah. Um, I mean, and maybe we'll get back out there with the theory guys or something like that. That would be, it, I think it's going to be interesting to see how all the post COVID unfolds, because I think it's going to be a lot of, there's like this gap between like somehow all these new people emerged that have never played live. And then all these people who know each other yeah. and like, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, like, how people choose to go about it. You know, like, I've seen someone write about how with fewer venues and no traveling, like, the scenes everywhere could start to be really important. Local. Because, like, you're going to be yeah. like, here, this is where you are. Where's the fucking band? Now we're allowed to go outside. I'm still not going somewhere else. You know, like, it's not like that. There's no capacity there. There's this sold out. I can't even go to this show in KC. I better watch them in you know, with Topeka or whatever the fuck. So that was going to be interesting to see too, from the yeah. live standpoint. Sorry, I hope I'm, not, I'm allowed to curse. Uh, yeah, say any fucking thing you want, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think the FCC has gotten its tentacles into the podcast world yet. <laughs> At least yeah, not in that sense. No, I didn't know if this was like going to be, you know, like edited or just video like this or what. I don't know. Uh, we'll edit it, but we'll probably still leave the real, uh, the uh, swear word. We, we'd like to cool. keep it as authentic as possible. Uh, tight, tight, tight. Um, hey. <laughs> the only thing we edit is when I say something stupid or ask it. <laughs> Everything else good, stays. Good, good policy. Uh, oh, you were about to say something. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I, I saw. I, I, I'm sort of in, intrigued by what Steve said about the kind of the the local scene becoming yeah. uh, more relevant yeah. from from market to market. That's that's interesting because it could, you know, I don't I don't know. I have nothing to say about it. I just sort of, that was just I was like, oh, cool thing you said, Steve. Maybe that's, <laughs> that's probably all Someone I was going to say. Huh. No, I was <laughs> reading it off Twitter basically, but I do think you know. I extrapolated the Topeka part. Yeah, I saw I saw Chris Richards say something about that um, on Twitter. Yeah, mm. really, he was just talking about DC and 
having having some DC roots. Like, and I like the Christmas, but having roots in DC when I saw that, I was like, huh, huh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, um, it does. I didn't think about it extrapolated over all markets. That's that's true. It's totally that'll be interesting too. Yeah, I, I think if there's going to be a, I mean, there's going to be a massive explosion of shows and festivals and things like that once everybody feels safe and can get out there again. Uh, but I mean, it's for for someone like me, Matt. You know, being fans, it's we're so anxious and you do the live stream and it's really cool. Um, you know, like some of the artists do, but it, there's just nothing like seeing you guys live and, and, you know, or any band for that matter, just to kind of, it's the feeling and you, well, you guys know, cause you produce that when you're on the stage, but I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be nuts. Um, you know, hopefully everybody will make some money back too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're all, everyone's in a money boat. So, yeah, hopefully these venues are able to hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I've been donating, save the <laughs> save the music, you know, save the venues and whatnot. We haven't. We I don't think we've. We're in Phoenix. I don't think we've lost anything yet. Um, you know, I we even had a small venue that kind of turned itself into a coffee shop uh, while they're waiting. You know, they just brought in a brought in the uh, what do you call it the. Uh, the mocha machine and all that and they do coffees well, now so one way to stay alive you know yeah 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 <laughs> by the way it's definitely not called a mocha machine <laughs> whatever <it's laughs> that's, sick. that's sick dude i want to i like know a, it's like I the batmobile drink. of coffees totally <laughs> Show me how you work. Take two shots, talk about your net worth. Take three shots, you're an expert. Network. Take one shot, show me how you work. Take two shots, talk about your net worth. Take three shots, you're an expert. Network. Drinks on me. But I only drink for free. Shot, show me how you work. Take two shots, talk about your net worth. Take three shots, you're an expert. Network, take one shot, show me how you work. Take two shots, talk about your net worth. Take three shots, you're an expert. Network. your net worth take three shots you're an expert network take one shot show me how you work take two shots
class, talk about your net worth Take three shots, you're an expert Network I wanted to ask, because we were talking about um, You know, making money in the in, in the industry now and everything And you guys did the NFT Is that Yeah it's and that's yeah. that's really new really new and you know what's funny is it it should have been newer we we were like pretty poised i thought to be actually one of the maybe the first band that i'd seen do something and we were working on this thing for like three months and then kings of leon just tweeted it out they just <laughs> fucking dropped like fifty thousand nfts and it's really cool what they did and everything happened like 10 days before we were going to drop. Everyone found out about it, which I actually thought was really amazing. It was just a wild thing. It was wild. We went from being on emails where like everyone was like, cool, sounds, maybe I'll understand one day, have fun with it, to everyone being like, every newsletter being like, "Where have you dropped your first NFT yet? <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. Honestly, like, um, I think the learning period here is going to be like, a, like the rest of the year for sure. Yeah. for on creative and consumer side even longer obviously but i think like there's a lot of, you're able to make a lot of money right now if you already have a lot of money <laughs> that's which is usually the case but it is really the case in this nft shit so yeah. i think i think that um some of those people are smart that are making a lot of money they're gonna um get people interested um it's it's just a little more expensive than people want to like admit to like play it's art it turns out it's kind of like art and collectibles and they're expensive and when the example that people use of why it's important is sneakerheads or or the mona lisa well those things are fucking expensive too so it's like it's just like i think everyone's going to figure it out and then um there's apparently some really big changes coming to like the currency processing and the in the like actual crypto bit blockchain itself and how the thing operates and as they have more talent on board like manning the thing because i think what people don't get is like there's people on the other side like making it happen yeah. so since it's decentralized there's no like universal framework of businesses and governments so there are still people that you're basically paying to do it but you just there it's considered fees for using the network but it goes to some guy you know it's his time so you just took out the middleman and then you just pay some random folks instead yeah so it's interesting but it's a little bit different than what i think the people who are pushing it are able to admit it really is right now because you got to get people interested so we sold a few of ours we had a lot of people that couldn't get the thing to work the crypto wallet it's really not that hard but our fan base a lot of our most dedicated fans are a little older so that that made sense that was a hard, tough to see we can't really help them troubleshoot too much yeah. um, um but we'll, we'll do it again we'll, we'll we'll keep seeing what happens with it we're not in a rush um it was a big part of it was being an ambassador of this new idea and then a lot of people started <laughs> being ambassadors <laughs> right then so um I know I had fun with that. I think maybe we'll be able to do some as giveaways later, like a cool piece of fan giveaway mm -hmm. as there's more people involved because they, they're still going to be there. They're minted. So we'll see. It'll be interesting interesting to spectate on our own experiment a little what bit. We, we sold, what did we sell? Five? We sold three of five. Three of five. Yeah. You guys want one? 
<laughs> you know what? I just I, honestly, I just started looking at it. So I'm, I, I guess it's still kind of not a confusing process. It's still something I'm trying to learn. As you said, you know, it's some people are still not having a hard time with it, but it's, uh, it's, I guess it's really hard to, I don't know. I guess I can't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That well, older demographics. Like... <laughs> right? Well, seriously, I think, a lot, I mean, everybody's so used to, you know, doing things a certain way and then Bitcoin comes out and, you know, now there's more with that. And then NFTs are so new. Um, I don't want to say it's a, a fear to do it. It's just kind of a, you know, I guess we, a little more, a little more experience with it, you know? Yeah. And it's cool that you guys are kind of running out with it one of the first ones to kind of get out there with it. Yeah. It's interesting. And for me, frankly, like a lot of the art is really dope. If you, there's a lot of garbage, but like anything else, but some of the pieces I was seeing, I was like, Oh, this is a new way to make things. And like, I'm really committed to, to doing art for the right reasons. And I saw some people I thought were like, you know, I was like, I want to people to see this. Yeah. You know, that's like the baseline emotion. It's like like with a song and this is cool. And this let us make something we had never made before. That that is worth the price of admission. You know what I mean? And if we're the, if you're the artist, that's what the goal is. It's like, okay, we found the right collaborator, the right medium, and we we did something that made we, we wanted to watch over and over again. You know, yeah. and that that's why you do it. So it was nice to have true intentions before it all got into this wild thing with the cost and uh, everyone making their millions, you know? Um, I kind of have to jump those. I wasn't clear on what the duration of this was. We didn't really have one. Okay. <laughs> I can you want, you want to stay on and wrap some more? I, will you guys have more questions? I can stick around. Yeah, might ask a couple more things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to do that. I'm just um, at the studio here. No, oh, I appreciate your time. I really do. Cool. Um, thanks for having us. I'm stoked to watch it. I screened, recorded some of it that I'm going to put on our socials today and let people know. I oh, appreciate that. Nice. Cool. With my artwork. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the artwork. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. It's just like posting one of our photos. It's our logo <laughs> and everything. No, Two don't of us are that. in the shot. <laughs> That's more than most of the selfies. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all. Mad love. Hey, yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you. yeah. Have a good one. You too. Busy, 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 running, running, running. That's just the way I walk. Easy, 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 does it, does it, does it. That's just the way I talk. Look out. See me, see me, see me. Coming, coming, coming. Turn whiter than a piece of chalk. More fire than a red hot wall. With the secret sauce. We came from the sky. We came from the trees. We're coming in the deep blue sea, don't sweat, just hits. We looked in the trunk, we're looking in the dash, searching for an oddball smash. Look out, just hits. They're watching what they say to us, cause everybody knows we're dangerous. We're uncut angel dust, we're dangerous. Unless we kept you acting up, beep beep like a bus, may you back it up way. Wetter than an aqueduct Don't slash Just hit Just hit Look out Gimme, gimme, gimme Love me, love me, love me I am everything you want Skinny, skinny, skinny Chubby, chubby, chubby Something for everyone
Good luck with that. Look out! They're watching what they say to us Cause everybody knows we're dangerous We're uncut angel dust We're dangerous Dangerous We kept you acting up Beep beep like a bus May you back it up Way Wetter than an aqueduct Don't slash Just hit Just hit Look out! They're watching what they say to us Cause everybody knows we're dangerous We're uncut angel dust We're couple questions real quick i wanted to ask yeah, about yeah. And, and i know you guys haven't done anything since september but how did the sports podcast come about uh, dude that's funny that you asked that because i was just like yesterday the day before yesterday i mean i haven't thought about it since we did our last episode like two years ago but i was just thinking about i guess i was just like looking at the instagram post mm-hmm. that i had archived from when we were when we were doing it um, and it made, I thought we should maybe start doing it again. We were, we're just, me and, me and Steve in particular, we're big sports fans. Um, we have, a, we had until this year, we had a, like a music industry fantasy football league where, you know, it was like me and Steve and Paul and a bunch of the folks that we work with, uh, you know, ARs, writers, producers, um, publishers. And we were all just, you know, play fantasy football every year and it's super fun and then we talk shit in the van um and then you know when nba season rolled around we would talk shit about the nba you know amongst ourselves and with our fans because we have some nba uh, heads in the fan group so we i think we just thought we were having so much fun doing it um we thought it might be fun for the fans to listen in yeah. <laughs> so we were just like well, let's just set up a mic while we do this um yeah. And, and so we did a few episodes and then it's kind of hard to keep it going. Um, and so it kind of fell by the wayside, but maybe we'll, uh, maybe once, maybe once the NBA playoffs race starts to really heat up uh, later in the spring, we'll, we'll, we'll start it over again. We'll see. A resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have one guest to the college and, and a uh, college hockey player. Maybe we oh. could start bringing. Now that we have the Zoom, we could bring in guests yeah. a little bit more uh, efficiently. Yeah, we'll see. Nice. You never know. I mean, you guys got some good clouds. I mean, I think it would if you promoted it right. I think you guys would do really well with it. Yeah, we just bring in all the dudes from the bands that we played with. <laughs> it's funny because you know, there's not like a huge UK bands are way more into sports on like 
on Twitter and posting about it than American bands. There seems to be more of a sports stigma in like the American band scene that yeah. I think it's time, high time to dispel. We don't need those kind of barriers. We need these, these labels. Yeah. <laughs> Get them out there. Support. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, when we when I got an email about you guys, um, there were some interesting notes that um, the, the one was you funded the travel and lodging for the Women's March back in late with the, is that, am I reading it right? I don't. We funded travel and lodging. Yeah, I was gonna. That's why. That's why I wanted to ask about it. It was kind of a weird point that was on the email. We might have fundraised for um, an organization, uh, and that seems more like that was a long. That was a long time ago. Now that was 2016, right? Yeah, this uh, was 2016. This was right after the. My memory doesn't go past five days, so oh. five years is a, a tall order. <laughs> but uh, I think it probably was fun. We participate. We did some like raise fundraising for an organization that helps contribute and, the cost for other folks. And that's that. what I, was I, gonna, I know that we went, but no, yeah. Well, then that's yeah. why I was going to ask because also um, you guys do a lot of. Uh, you guys seem very, very helpful with charities and support and things like that. Obviously, I mean, with the name change and some of the other mm -hmm. stuff that I've seen, you guys have really been a part of, which is really cool to see. It's kind of like giving back. Or it literally is giving back. So yeah, yeah. We, we try to be conscientious and we care and we're we're engaged and interested. And, you know, do what we can. Yeah, uh, we bounced off music a little bit, but I wanted to ask what it was like working with uh, Nolan Lombroso, or I'm sorry, Sir <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> Sir Nolan, uh, that was fun, man. He's a he's a he's a good dude. Um, we we actually spent the day that session almost the entirety of the day writing something else that just was not clicking we were you know with that whole we that was a part of like a two-week writing trip we took to la right when we signed with atlantic um, a couple years ago and it every everything every day went really well really smoothly except that day it was like we were just beating our heads against the wall just one tune that wasn't going anywhere so eventually we were just like fuck it let's, let's just go get a taco so we went to i think pink taco um had dinner and then came back and we switched over to this and then like in the last hour we like got the bulk of it done and that it was just like something clicked i think we just like we were hangry or something we just chilled out <laughs> and um and so you know we came we came back to new york and finished it up and we kind of sent it back and forth a couple times to let him you know polish it off and then, and then us sort of polish that polish and and then it, we just kind of sat there. We didn't end up putting it on the record um, with Atlantic because it just didn't seem like it needed to be on there. The batch that we had felt like it was complete. Yeah. Um, so when we kind of came around to this EP cycle uh, and, it, and the theme of the EP kind of turned out to be our sort of, you know, our most personal lyric writing, I would say, by a, by a mile um, about dealing with music business bullshit you know yeah. <laughs> a song called network certainly fits the bill so we knew we knew that it was the right fit for this for this group of songs gotcha yeah so what's next for you guys now are you looking since obviously since you can't necessarily tour right now yet are you guys looking yeah. are you more music or well we 
obviously put out this EP one, um, and we have another three song EP to follow. Uh, that's a little bit more, Steve likes to say, um, that, you know, the, this, this song's about our experience with the business or this EP. And then this next EP will be more about, uh, songs, songs of the heart, <laughs> so to speak. Um, it's a little bit more fun and upbeat instead of like, kind of like, uh, there's a little bit more of a brooding energy on one. And I think this next one is going to have a little bit more of the like fun side of, of uh, record heat. Gotcha. Um, and then we might try and get a show going, uh, some kind of stream or drive-in or something in the summer uh, yeah. in Jersey or New York. But that's obviously still a, a little ways off. We got to kind of figure out where, where things are heading before we can really commit to something yeah. like that. Because everything is obviously a little bit of flux right now. Yeah. Are you guys always writing, or is it something where you kind of have to set the time to do it? Um, we are always writing, but we're not always writing together, um, yeah. especially now. So we do have to kind of make sure that we're creating the time and finding the places that we can make sure that we're working together on stuff and not just kind of little creative bubbles. Um, which we've been able to do, you know, we've done some stuff over Zoom and we've done some kind of like socially distanced band hangs with the, you know, acoustic guitars, but typically the Zoom sort of sending files back and forth yeah. tends to be the best look when you're sort of stuck in your apartment like this. So. What do you I guess you'll be getting out soon, though, in a week, you said. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, um, yeah, I'm trying to, trying to sort of not, not set things up, but just trying to put out feelers and see who, who else is vaccinated. We can really, like, start grinding in person again soon. I mean, obviously, Steve's in the studio right now. So, yeah. you know, there is, there is work. To be done and work is being done, but it really you got to be extra cautious. And now that I've got my second dose, I can uh, I can be a little bit more freewheeling, ready, ready to feel a little bit more confident about everything. That's good. Yeah, totally good stuff. All right, Matt, do you have anything? Yeah, I I actually did. I had a couple things that I wanted to. Um, you were talking about how this new album is kind of directed towards the industry and and kind of some of your I don't know, disappointment or anger towards it. Um, with Network, I noticed like, I mean, that's a, lyrically, that's a, that's a good song. Um, what was the, what was the message you guys were trying to get out on that? Well, I think, um, I think that, and I, I think I should point out all, more broadly, it's not, we don't really think of it as like, uh, we're not like throwing punches at the industry. It's yeah. no, kind of, of our, just sort of our grappling with our experiences, yeah, good and yeah. bad, because we've had some really, really good ones too, with yeah. a lot of great A and R folks and, and, and people that we've worked with on both sides of the of the suit that, yeah, that but it's we tough. It's have tough. really enjoyed. But you know, obviously, things have their ups and downs. So mm -hmm. I, it just kind of came out like this. We didn't set out to, with network or with the other two really to um, deliver a message. I think that we. We sort of wrote 
network really largely in the, in a spirit of fun, sort of like, uh, you know, a little bit of a elbow to the ribs of the of the sort of the sh the schmooze scene. But also, you know, we do it. Steve loves to do it. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, there's sort of a knowing wink, like it's not it's not completely uh, it's not a sort of a scathing indictment of 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 that scenes it's more like a, a gentle ribbing because we uh it's sort of a necessary evil i guess that we all participate in a little tongue-in-cheek to the to the some of the evils of the industry i mean makes sense yeah yeah it was it was, it was powerful yeah. thanks man very very effective lyrics i thought i got a kick out of it yeah that um, one was all all i don't think each tune has sort of a different uh levels of collaboration for the you know, lyrics versus music versus production. And I think Steve pretty much did that one flying solo, man. I think he might've written it wow. almost entirely on his own, the lyrics for that. And he really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, that was a good one. That's awesome. Uh, my other question, I mean, is you're, you being in New York, I know New York and LA are kind of the hotspots for musicians to go to and try to make it what is it like right now in New York, music scene wise, with the pandemic? Like, I I feel like everybody's flocked to those two cities, and now you have a ton of musicians there living there that have nothing to do really. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, what I, I mean, are you seeing like I see thriving in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I I don't know. Like, I mean, you've got so much talent localized into one city, and then there's nothing for them to do other than sit at home and write or record or something like that. It's like, yeah. what's that like? Yeah. I got to imagine that's what everybody's doing here. I, it's not, you know, I'm not going, nowhere's open to really go and, yeah. and do music. So I don't know. New York has always been a, a little bit of a tough scene because, just because it's so expensive. Um, mm -hmm be here you know we're the place like nashville i mean la is expensive too but um i don't know i feel like new york is uniquely uh cost ineffective yeah. um, so i think a lot of folks probably left i know a lot of new york as we were saying at the beginning of this uh, it might have started but a lot of new yorkers left town i imagine that some creative types probably decided it wasn't worth paying the the cost of living here if you couldn't reap the benefits. Um, yeah. but I think we'll have a better idea of, of what everyone's been up to and who decides to stick around once, you know, summer rolls around, fall rolls around, and we're a little bit more free to kind of get out there and, and go back to those old spots and start interacting again. Because yeah. um, I don't know, I don't really know what's going on beyond my neighborhood. I haven't left my neighborhood hardly at all in the last year. Wow. Jeez. Well, so I, don't, I don't know. That's a long way of saying I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, New York opened up a little bit, didn't it? Or has it been? Has it? Been? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. And last summer there was a little. There was kind of a, a little burst of life too. But it's not the same. And like going to the park and going to the club are not the same thing. Yeah. You know I mean, so yeah. I've been a lot. You asked me how the park scene's doing. I can tell you all about it. <laughs> the park's yeah. doing great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's different everywhere because, I mean, here, uh, aside from people wearing masks, you really can't see much of a difference. I mean, because we've even, um, like, restaurants and bars uh, are back to full capacity, but you still have mm. to keep your distance. You still have to wear your mask. Yeah. Uh, and 
today, today or yesterday, they two million two million doses. Uh, right. So people are signing up now, and Good. you know. Good. But I mean, it's, you know, and people are still flocking here because, you know, we have spring training and, and things yeah. like that in March. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it doesn't feel really that different right now for us. I mean, it did, but we, it's, you know, it's yeah. gradually mm -hmm. kind of going back to whatever the quote unquote new normal is. So we'll see. Yeah. We're ramping up here too. Um, I think that there's indoor is opening up in to some, it's some capacity in it already. Um, but the music performance stuff is going to be the last for yeah. us to hit, yeah. and that's probably still a few weeks off. But I did hear maybe limited seating for some performance stuff in May. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure. I have to double check. It seems like it changes so much so fast, it's hard to kind of know what's current. Yeah. Well, for someone like me, I keep looking online and, you know, and, and a show will pop up. For like april sometime uh, and then when they go i'll go to look at it a couple weeks later and it's and it's taken down or they you know canceled yeah. or postponed yeah. so i think some people are trying and then like, ah, ah, ah. totally yeah <laughs> so. Take a toe, too cold yeah Take a toe, too cold. but eventually it'll, it'll be warm again it'll be nice it'll be nice when that explosion happens yeah i think we can see it on the horizon yeah, yeah. Good. all right Sweet. Al, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys being on. I, I hey, love what you guys do. I can't wait for the next EP. <laughs> yeah, neither can we. We're psyched. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this again. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna educate myself more on the NFTs and. Yeah, me too. I can right. take part. Notice I stayed conspicuously silent through that entire. Oh, I was. Question. Yeah, I didn't say a word. I was like, I don't well, even know what that stands for. I don't, I don't know anything. Well, it's not. It's a non-fungible token. Is yeah. what it stands for, and I, I read just uh, just before we got on. I was trying to do my best to educate myself, and there's an NBC News article which is actually written by Michael Jolet, who uh, is the lead singer for Airborne Toxic Event, oh. uh, which actually helped out a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, yeah, I didn't know that he was actually a writer as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah there, it educates me a little bit on it, and I didn't get to get too deep into it. But um, I mean, it's. If that's if that's the direction that things go to help artists kind of take back the um, the control of the financial side of things and, and yeah. everything else, then then I'm all for it. You know. Yeah, I mean, reassigning value to to the song is a is a, it would have a lot of value. I think that that's something that's important. It's yeah. Something we've been thinking for a long time, but I it's going to take a while for the public to really get their head around what that value is and for the artists too I, I find that the artist explanations to your point Jeff tend to be better than the techie explanations for, yes. for what this is and why it's valuable um, but it's still pretty um, esoteric so yeah hopefully you know like any new tech or idea it just takes a little time to get your head around it but you know we'll get there we'll figure it <laughs> It's like going from vinyl to eight track to set to CD. <laughs> yeah. And then into outer space somewhere. Yes, exactly. So instead of record store day, at some point in time, like 50 years from now, there will be NFT day where you do <laughs> limited releases and things yeah. like that. So Yeah, and all the kids will be like, what, are you, what is this retro shit? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what, and then, and that's what, 
What's that's, that? what we're gonna, that's what we're going to sit there and be like, that's when it was real music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Neil Young will have his own, like, you know, old-fashioned NFT, you know, integrity platform. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens with it, though. It's something new. Yeah, All right, Cal. Thank cool, you guys. again very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank was... you. Good chatting. All right, yeah. guys. We'll talk to you Good soon. Luck. Adios. Thanks. Bye. Yeah.